Hey, welcome to the first official weather report of Free Day Broadcast. I decided to start gauging the weather, and just the occasional forecast, I suppose. Difficult to tell the future is, so it's been said. Yeah, I'm not talking about the physical weather so much, but like, you know, the temperature of society and stuff, like the stormy current events and things. The news of various sorts, and my expert amateur analysis of it. Of course, I gotta report my take on the Russia-Ukraine invasion debacle thing, which happened last week. And you know, that event was in the works for something like eight years. I'll touch on that today, after I talk about a few other things. Then I'm going to say a few things about my own life, I suppose, since I don't usually do that, and there's some stuff there, and why don't you get to know the weatherman just a tad? If you like this program, I guess I'll remind to consider subscribing, and you can always email me at freedaybroadcast at protonmail.com, as long as it's not a prank or a business solicitation. Okay, let's roll it. So the subreddit, Anti-Work, which I've mentioned on this broadcast a few times, got kind of fucked up lately, if you aren't familiar. With over a million and a half subscribers, a subreddit for those who want to end work, are curious about ending work, want to get the most out of a work-free life, want more information on anti-work ideas, and want personal help with their own jobs slash work-related struggles. That's from the subreddit description of itself. One of the founders of the subreddit went on Fox News, of all places, and did an interview with an absolute swamp of right-wing dipshits. Despite a poll on the subreddit by the user base asking whether that should happen, and most people understandably voting no. And this moderator still went forward, and the interview went horribly. The representative from Antiwork made the entire subreddit and Antiwork movement, I suppose, look absolutely ridiculous and childish, etc. Well, of course, just to people who watch Fox News, and does that really matter? More on that in a moment. And this representative fulfilled all the right-wing stereotypes perfectly of what an entitled person who doesn't want to work and just wants to get free stuff while living in their parents' basement without ever taking a shower would be like. Of course, the right-wing's not really going to be convinced anyways of the merits of anti-work, or any supposition that the world of work is shit and needs to be different and or abolished in the form of wage labor, of course. There will always need to be some kind of labor that humans do, as in people moving around to make things happen in the physical world. That's not, of course, the kind of work anti-work fellas would be against. But you wouldn't know it from the interview. Yeah, you see, the right-wing dipshits don't care about the truth. They just want to make whoever they can who's telling the truth look bad in order to support their conservative ideology of bootlicking whoever's in charge. And the people who are challenging the status quo of work and other things, they need to look and sound bad. Because the right-wing fellas really love hierarchical dipshit society and would love for the neo-techno feudalism to continue. Anything to get the 30-something-year-old millennials out of their boomer parents' basements. So it's not like much damage was done, really, in the end, to whatever worker rebellion exists, what little of it right now. You know, because the hard right who participate in Fox News aren't on board anyways, and we're never going to be. But it sure was a bad look. Real bad on national TV for whoever watches that anymore. See, doesn't matter all that much. Still, don't do that. I was writing for the broadcast, as I do, in a coffee shop, and on the way in, there's a little plaza where a bunch of nonprofit political organizations always gather and hang out and ask people to, like, sign petitions and stuff. You know, like, get the Supreme Court nine eternal boomer dipshits to do this or that. 
to get this or that asshole politician on the ballot and so on, as if that whole thing hasn't already been tried for centuries and has failed to produce real change. And sometimes other things, like this time I was followed and begged desperately on the way to the coffee shop by, I'm sure, a nice and caring person. If I could only just spare only $5 for the homeless, please, to buy them a sleeping bag so they can survive in the winter. It sure does sound noble up front. And like I said, I'm sure that person cares a lot about doing good things in society and stuff. I did not have $5 dues in my wallet on that day. And I'm also always skeptical of where those dollars go, you know, when nonprofit orgs take them. Because philanthropic and nonprofit organizations often do this thing where they take like 95% or thereabouts of the donated money and use that just directly to pay inflated salaries straight to the fellows at the top of those organizations. And very little actually goes to the cause of what they're saying, if any does. So I kept moving and went into the coffee shop. I sat down by the window and opened my laptop and I looked out at the fellas outside in the plaza asking for donations. And I thought, if they really want to help the homeless, you know, why are they asking all these regular fellas in the plaza? Yeah, I'm sure someone here and there has some money to spare, but most people don't really, not in this economy. But you know who does have money to spare and could help, like, all the homeless at once? That's right, like one or two rich people. Really just one, if we're being totally honest. But let's be generous and say it's not just one or two super rich fellas on the hook, but the super wealthy as a class. And the super wealthy could basically snap their fingers and have one of their life servants write a check and all the homelessness in the city would be solved in an instant. In fact, that could be done across the entire world not just in this city. And you know what's also fucked up? If they did that, they'd still be really rich afterwards. So I wondered, looking at all these well-intentioned foot soldiers outside, why? If they really want to help the homeless, why are they begging the proletariat? Or maybe just some professionals at best? Sure, with the occasional stealth rich person walking by, okay, but mostly just asking the proletariat, begging all day for $5 donations, begging people who have to think about for a minute if they can afford $5 to spare. Why do that if, otherwise, you just targeted a few people or a few hundred or a few thousand at most, you know, in the super wealthy class? Look, there's all this money in the world. It's everything you need, everything we need, everything the homeless need, and then some. And we can buy all the extra sleeping bags that exist for all the homeless people who need one and more. And not only that, if we took just a portion of the excess wealth of the super wealthy, or if they generously donated it, which they say they do, but if they do, then how come there's still homeless people who need a $5 sleeping bag? Or if we just, you know, took it, I don't know, because why should they have it? Oh, it's the right property rights. The money's always right. And so is the personal bank account that it sits in. Even if a literal galactic supervillain god demon guy took all the money legally and put it in his bank account, it would be his. Nothing we could do about that. Well, all that money that the super wealthy piss away or stow away in the Cayman Islands, or even just a fraction of it, could buy way more than a sleeping bag. Yeah, it could put homeless people in actual buildings and give them food and jobs and everything, and it could solve homelessness. So I wanted to tell them that, you know, the foot soldiers, maybe they know, but maybe, probably they don't, or at least don't think about it too much, because then their job would be kind of absurd, you know, what most jobs are it seems, in the here and now, and they might want to quit if they thought about all that. It would suck for the people who make the money by paying a wage to well-intentioned activists to beg other proletarians in the plaza 
to donate some of their spare $5 into a black hole. But I wanted to raise the issue, you know, so I said I would bring it up. I'd go talk to them in the plaza. Unfortunately, I took too long. They ended up leaving before I could talk to them. They moved on, I'm sure, to another place with their brochures and clipboards and passion for helping people. They went to ask some other regular people elsewhere in the midst of their evening shopping or getting dinner or whatever, if you could please spare a cool $5 dues to save the homeless. Well, if you're still out there, and if you're listening, I know where you can find all the money you need. And also, all that incredible excess of money, wherever you find it, in whose pockets and bank accounts it lays dormant, those people, the ones who have all that, are why the homeless exist in the first place. So I bet you've heard that Russia invaded Ukraine. I really don't know if many of us here in the United States really know the truth that much about what's going on, quite, or exactly why it happened and what led up to it. You really have to dig and do a lot of research to know the truth, it seems. We're not a population that is typically in the know about these things or doesn't try very hard to find out. It's much easier to play team sports. You know, this team versus that team. Go team, win the war, or go underdog, fight back, or whatever. But okay, it's safe to say war's bad. Invasions are bad. Russia's probably doing this at least somewhat for geopolitical reasons, for securing resources and access to resources in the future. This is at least a plausible theory and or as a political show of strength and just a bunch of reasons like that a sensible or ethical person does not find justifiable. And look, I'm sure there are other reasons too, possibly even defensive reasons or things like that, you know, not wanting the Ukrainian government to attack Russians in Ukraine like they have been, and also not wanting NATO to expand eastward to the doors of the Russian border like they have been, things like that. I'm not justifying any nation state or their military operations here. I'm just saying all the possible reasons for why this might be happening, pending learning more myself about what's really going on, you know. Well, I'm glad to log on to lay Reddit and see how many people are so passionately against war and invasion. And a lot of comments, all of them it seems, about how Mr. Putin, the president of Russia, is a super psycho dictator crazy guy, just invading places because he feels like it, I'm sure. And Russia is just evil, etc. I'm sure a lot of very well thought out and researched and reasoned responses to what's going on abroad. And yes, a lot of innocent people are dying for no good reason, which I agree is bad. And I wonder, at the same time, if so many people, these fellas who are against war and invasions for dumb reasons, and geopolitical and economic reasons and so on, like reasons that innocent people shouldn't be dying for, just to me it sounds real hypocritical coming from people in the United States of America, considering that is exactly what this country does all the time, literally as bad if not worse. And if you disagree, I'd have to ask if you've paid at all attention to what has happened in the Middle East for the past several decades or Southeast Asia before that. And I would hope all these same people who are so against war and invasion and blood on the government's hands are going to be against the next time the United States does the exact same thing. I hope so. And I wonder if the people who think Putin is a psycho dipshit, just invading places because he feels like it, and Russia is an evil empire and stuff, that war is a racket and so many innocent people die for stupid reasons when this happens. I wonder if these people... We're thinking the same thing about the Iraq war and the Afghanistan war and the U.S. politicians who sent working class soldiers over to die for the comforts of the ruling class here and for the prosperity of the U.S. economy, all under the guise of defense of our freedoms, of course, always, and of course, the safety 
security of our people. That's why it's good and fine when the U.S. does it, because it's defensive and justified and whatever. And of course it is the same kind of state propaganda the U.S. citizens and people around the world are currently pinning on Russian citizens. So stupid and duped into support of imperialist invasion. So are we just going to call Russia evil, or will we at least acknowledge as well that the United States does imperial shit all the time? In fact, it's at the core of what this government does, at least since World War II. You know, the Vietnam War, the Korean War, Persian Gulf, Syria, Yugoslavia, Libya, Yemen, I could go on. The U.S. is basically always at war and doing invasions and coups and sanctions on people who don't deserve it for political and economic reasons. And I really wonder, with so many people who would defend the U.S. wars and invasions in the Middle East, saying they're different than what Russia is doing now, and the people who would say U.S. military adventurism around the world in the past decade or seven is justified, I just wonder if that ideological defense of U.S. war and invasion has something to do with not seeing people in the Middle East and Southeast Asia as human. You know, they're all just a bunch of terrorists and aggressors and communists and stuff. That's why it's okay for the U.S. to do war around the world all the time, because it's to the people who deserve it. So maybe Vlad Putin is a psycho dictator. I don't really know enough about that to say if it's true or not. And I question if many other U.S. citizens really do either. But I assure you, the U.S. politicians and ruling class are no less than that. And a general rule of thumb, the U.S. government has way more innocent blood on its hands. Alright, enough of that too serious stuff, if you're still with me. Hey, I thought I'd give a little update on my own life since I don't usually talk about that. First, a book report of what I'm reading. It's a book called Royal Treatment. It's not about monarchies and shit. It's a natural approach to wildly healthy pets by Barbara Royal. That's where the name comes from. It's a book about having healthy cats and dogs and other pets. I highly recommend it if you have a cat or a dog or a fish or iguana or whatever. Trust me, it's worth the read. If you love your pet, you and your pet will not regret it. And I personally take my cats to this vet specifically. They're amazing. Oh, I'm writing a book. Several, actually, in the works. I've already written several books, actually, but looking back, I'm not too happy about them. I was on to some things, for sure. They weren't the worst written books in the world, but time to write some new ones. And the first one, In My New Life by The New Me, I'm calling it Common Sense 2. The original Common Sense, you know, the epic pamphlet written by a guy named Thomas Paine to inspire the American Revolution. There might already be a Common Sense 2, you know, but I'm writing my own. And it's kind of as a joke. Kind of not. I'm not taking myself so seriously to believe that I'm quite literally continuing the series and that I'm literally the God-ordained successor to Thomas Paine himself, but hey, who knows, maybe I am. <laughs> it's possible. It's kind of being written in jest, but also kind of serious, and I'll keep you updated on it. <clears throat> I'm moving. I'm preparing to transition to a different state and start a new life, but hey, not just yet. In a few days, I'm moving just maybe one more time here in the city where I live, a few miles, and uh, gonna have some roommates, get along pretty well so far, knock on wood, and my rent is cut in half, and it's in a better spot for me. Regardless, the broadcasts will continue to flow from my new room until, once again, in the hopefully near future, I get a separate bedroom and studio room again. Prepare for war, says investor dipshit. No, he wasn't talking about Russia and Ukraine from an article. 
Rich Dad Poor Dad author Robert Kiyosaki has warned an economic crash worse than the 2008 recession is coming, and Australia's negative gearing policies are a form of Marxism. In an exclusive interview with the Daily Telegraph, the best-selling author said the world was on the brink of a major change, and this disruption would hit the global economy. He pointed to the rise of China, America's waning influence and internal divisions, and years of Western governments printing too much money as major red flags. We are living in the time of the greatest change in economic history, he said. Something is happening in the world that hasn't happened before. Mr. Kiyosaki explained that China was ascending to take over U.S. leadership of the global economy, and this was increasing the threat of a violent conflict. It was also increasing the prospect of some form of economic disaster, but he did not elaborate on when it would occur or exactly how severe the crash would be, only that it would be worse than 2008. End excerpt. Welp, I hope the Marxist governments are going to take that asshole's stuff. Yeah, right. Don't worry, you asshole. Your wealth and mega real estate operation exists precisely because of the totalitarian government that already exists in the U.S. and around the world, including these so-called Marxist countries and governments that are just doing capitalism still. You know, landlords, business owners, CEOs, and job creators. Pretty sure all those fellas are living large around the world and protected by their governments. And we know the U.S. government will side with the dipshits like him and the other sociopaths when the indentured working class outrage hits a breaking point. Remember, fellas, I'm an amateur historian only. This is just how it's worked so far. And I see nothing much on the near horizon that will change this trend. (laughs) 